You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Lloyd Yip. Lloyd is the founder of The Setter Machine, who helps coaches, consultants, and online entrepreneurs selling high-ticket offers scale their business massively by using highly scalable strategies. He's uh, from Canada, but I think he's currently living or residing in Poland. So welcome to the show, Lloyd. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you being here. Like every business, your business, my business, everybody's business changes over time. And I think we were talking a little bit about some of the things that you've done to hone in and really serve your target market best. And it really comes down to a very cool process. And we're going to dive into that today. I don't want to, I don't want to spill the popcorn in the lobby, but the objective here is to share some information, particularly about how any business owner that has an operating business that's actually converting, maybe they're a small six-figure business, to help them unlock seven figures in business by leveraging a concept, which everybody in business has probably heard of, which is appointment setting. But it's kind of a marriage between digital, online, and more hand-to-hand combat phone sales, right? Getting people on the phone. So you're going to dive into that today. And I'm really, I'm excited about it because I, I really like the premise behind what you shared with me. Um, but before we do that, give us a little bit of an intro into you. You're kind of a digital nomad. You've traveled, you do a lot of traveling. You're from Canada, you're in Poland, you've been all over the world. Tell us a little bit about that and then we'll dive in. Yeah, it's funny. Like when I first uh, began my career, I had gone a bit more of a traditional route. I had gone the startup world, which I mean, it's still working for a company. And it was a really important experience for me, but kind of at the same time, a lot of my university friends had already went out and started their own businesses. So I was kind of like watching them from afar as they were traveling and they were digital nomads at the age of 22, building businesses. A lot of them have ended up scaling their companies to the seven figures, even multi seven figure level. And for me, two years ago, when I was still working at the startups that I was at, I was just feeling this like incredible desire to to branch out because I knew I had the skill set. It was just a matter of do I go and execute. So that's kind of what I built my business in mind on day one: a remote first business, fully digital, fully scalable. And yeah, that's that's essentially what has happened. I, I've been living in South America for most of this year, Brazil, Mexico. But two weeks ago, I actually moved to Poland. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, you, you were telling me earlier about just your thoughts on, on the pivot, and I had gone through a pivot like fairly recently in the last quarter or so to focus more on this setter machine idea. And the reason why is because when I really reflected back on my year 2020, obviously with the pandemic, a lot of people had a hard time. And for me, it was a very successful year. And 
reflecting back, part of the reason why my year was successful was really because I had a great setting team. I had appointment setters that really helped us scale massively. And the beautiful thing was they work in a very autopilot way in the sense that I can just kind of take foot off the gas pedal personally, and I can let them do the majority of the work. And they really, really helped us um, like 10x our growth while I could actually focus on being a CEO. And that's something that I think a lot of small business owners to even medium business owners want to do. They want to be able to scale their business, but not sacrifice their day-to-day life. They don't want to sacrifice their work-life balance. Who doesn't want to make a million dollars a year? A million dollars a month. But the reality is like there are certain things in our life that we also want to keep as a priority. And we need to make sure that if we are building a business to that size, we're actually doing it in a scalable way. And that's really what initiated the entire idea of the setter machine. And once I realized that, it became pretty obvious that this is what the world needs, uh, more so than my previous products. And that's why I'm going all in on this. Got it. Perfect. I love it. Okay. But you've been working with people that have been selling high ticket coaching and consulting and software products for the last couple of years, right? I mean, you were even doing that. That was kind of how your business was founded, correct? Yeah. Well, I began my career in software, in enterprise software. And I had experienced that for a couple of years. I moved into the agency world, which was also selling higher ticket offers, and then moving into the consulting and info product as well, which was also high ticket. So I have a really good understanding of that world, both from having lived in myself, but also all my clients now are for the most part selling higher ticket offers. So it's become very clear to me what works and what doesn't work in that world. And it's also become very clear to me that what people who are selling high ticket do, historically, some of those things have been really, really good. But nowadays, some of those things don't work quite as well anymore. And they need to adjust and adapt to the new environment. 2021, it's a different beast. So that's why the setter machine is so effective because there's so few people that are actually doing it right now that it's, to me, like a blue ocean. And I know that's a bit of a buzzword, but I think once I explain the listeners here, the concept behind what it is that we are talking about, they're going to start to see why this could really work. And the fact that not very many people are doing it, it only makes it easier to see success. All right. Well, I'm curious. I'm sure the audience is curious by now. So why don't we do this? Today, Lloyd, you're here to help us unpack this concept of how to leverage appointment setters to open up an additional seven figures in revenue. So why don't you kind of break this down for us, keep it simple, guide us through this this whole framework that you have, and then we'll see how far we can get. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I do want to set a caveat. If you're listening to this and you're kind of like a brand new, uh, brand new entrepreneur and you haven't really experienced much traction with your offers yet, if you're still kind of like struggling in the 5K a month range, this might be a little bit not ideal for you. Like this, this strategy only works if you already have had an offer that moves and you already have like a proven way of acquiring clients. And then this strategy that I'm about to share with you will put it pretty much put that on rocket boosters. But you do need a solid foundation. Otherwise, this probably isn't the best fit. Now, that being said, to me, from, from the years that I've seen this industry, there's really only a couple of ways that someone could really scale predictably with their high ticket offer. You either are utilizing organic methods or utilizing paid methods, right? Paid traffic with YouTube ads or Facebook ads or whatever. And organic, there's a couple of ways that you can do organic as well. Like you can do the bit more of a traditional just hunting outreach. Let's just send a bunch of like cold messages, cold emails, cold DMs. That's one way that you could do organic growth. And then there's also the more like slow burn, but brand building inbound organic methodology, right? Where you're sharing content. Maybe you're sharing content on your blog 
or you're creating a podcast or you're creating a YouTube channel or you're sharing content in your Facebook group. So that right there is like three distinct scalable ways that people could scale their high ticket businesses. Once again, to recap, it's organic outreach, number one, or organic inbound, number two, or paid traffic, which is kind of like inbound marketing, but you're kind of paying for it. So it's kind of in this like weird separate scenario, right? But those are the three different areas that people are typically scaling um, their businesses with. But the problem is that all three of those all three of those channels have inherent flaws. And these are flaws that can actually all be fixed with appointment setters, despite each of these channels seemingly being so different. So let me go through each of these flaws with you one by one. By one all right. And by the way, stop me at any point if you want me to like clarify a bit more. No, I think but, that's a great, I think that's a great way to kind of set it up. I think that'll work good. Yeah. So the first channel that I articulated was organic outreach. And usually if you're like a business making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, that process isn't super sophisticated. You're probably just like finding some sort of lead list online. Maybe you're using some like a database, or maybe you're doing it more on social media. There's a lot of people that I know still that just like find 40 people a day on Instagram and just DM them. That's what Gary Vee tells everyone to do. It's the same thing. You can do this on, on Facebook. A lot of people do this on LinkedIn. They might've been automating it on LinkedIn, which makes it a bit easier. But these days, LinkedIn's definitely cracking down. So it's harder to automate. But even still, right? Like just because you sent out a bunch of messages on LinkedIn, if you're getting a bunch of replies, you're going to have to still manage them manually. So usually like a solopreneur or a small time entrepreneur who's doing a couple hundred thousand dollars or less per year, that outreach process is super time consuming, super annoying. And it kind of takes away from your ability to be a real CEO if you're essentially being your own you know, appointment setter, right? So that's a problem. That's a really huge issue. So where appointment setters can actually help this, this broken process is if you literally just hire a team doesn't even need to be a team necessarily. It can just be one person that you're hiring from like South Africa or somewhere where you can get super fluent in English people for really, really low cost. Like that person can essentially remove all the work that you're doing right now to book meetings with when it comes to outreach. They can just do it all for you. And that way you can spend your time being a CEO. And for us, like we send out probably 200 messages a day outbound on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and email for our own business. And there's no way I'm doing that myself. There's 0% chance I'm doing that myself. I used to like two years ago until I realized that I run out of time like that. Whereas I could have someone else do it full-time. They're even better than I am because they're focused on it. Whereas for me, I was like kind of all over the place. I was thinking about product. I was thinking about clients. This person whose sole job is just like outbound. They're going to go crush it at a much higher volume with much better consistency. They're going to track better. They're going to follow up better. And you can just like worry about doing CEO stuff, right? So that's, that was like the thing that I really realized when it comes to organic outreach and appointment setters just like fit in so perfectly to fixing that issue. So basically you hire the appointment setter is actually doing not only the initial outreach, but then they're doing the, the back and forth and then they're pivoting those leads into an appointment. Everything, everything up until the meeting is booked, they would manage. And like, obviously you need to hire someone who's pretty smart. You need to make sure that they understand your business. They would have to be fairly personable and have a certain level of sales skill so that they don't just like turn all these leads into like a burning fire. (laughs) But that's why you need a process. And I don't know if we're going to have enough time today to talk about the exact process of making your appointment setter team like really, really rock solid. Maybe we can do that some other time. But like, if you can dial that in, 
then yes, like you could for sure hand off the entire process of outbound marketing, outbound outreach to someone who can do it fully for you. And they can book even more meetings than what you're doing for yourself right now. So when you use the term appointment setter, it's almost in this, in this context, it's almost consistent with like an SDR, right? But the, it's, it's very consistent with, with an SDR. Okay, great. All right. So I just wanted to draw that, that, that connection, because I think that's important because people are, this whole appointment setter thing is a little bit different term than most people are used to hearing or leveraging yeah. when you talk about digital. So, okay, good. All right. So we talked about that example for organic, right? How you would be able to kind of scale that that outreach and then all the follow-up and then converting them into an appointment. And then that's where you would come in or the business owner would come in or the you know the more high-end sophisticated salesperson yeah. would come in and actually sell the offer. Talk to us about maybe one of one or two of the other scenarios, remember whether it be a, a, a great way to maximize maybe paid ads, because of course, now you got a lot of skin in the game, right? Now you got a lot of money that you're investing in paid ads and acquisition and clicks and, and views and the whole game. So how would this work in that realm? Yeah. And that's actually part of the reason why I wanted to change the vernacular from just SDR to appointment setter, because I think sales development representatives like that industry, the software industry kind of came up with that term. And the software industry kind of treats SDRs in a bit of a, you know, like a concrete way where they're usually just like making outbound cold calls. So I wanted to move away from that because appointment setters can do so much more than just like doing cold outreach. And to your, to your point, like there are different other ways, like organically and with paid. So let's talk about the organic side first. With organic, beyond just outreach, you also have organic inbound marketing where you're sharing content on whatever channel you so choose. And where I think the flaw is here is that the vast majority of people who like your content don't actually ever submit a demo request. Like 95% of people who check out your, your Facebook group or are following you on Instagram and liking your content and reacting to your stories or are checking out your LinkedIn stuff, your your newsletters, they're reading all of them. Like the vast majority of these people never actually submit a demo request. Yeah, it's probably 99%. <laughs> like I wanted to be a bit generous. I know, no, you're right though. I mean, I was, you're, you're 100% right. I just wanted to point out yeah. that you're, you're 100% right. So it's even worse than the 95%. Yeah. And, and the, the thought experiment that I would pose to anyone who's like listening to this right now is like, how many email lists have you opted into? How many video webinars have you checked out? For, and then compare that to, of those, how many did you book a meeting with? It's like very small. And the reason why is because like people just simply don't take the action required to book a meeting. It's like so much to ask. It's a huge investment. Like you're asking someone to just commit a certain amount of time and they got to fill out this stupid form. It's a lot of work, right? But it doesn't mean that they're a bad fit. A lot of them could be a good fit. A lot of them could have the pain. A lot of them probably do have the pain. They're just unwilling to take the steps. So instead, we just like have our appointment setters do the hard work for them. Just like reach out to that person and build the relationship, build the rapport, like build out the form for them, get them in the calendar for them, right? And you'd be shocked at how much, uh, how many of those people would just do it if we made it really easy and we did the most legwork. And also, I think the fact that we, reach out and build a bit of that one-on-one trust makes people feel more safe as well. Because now they're finally talking to someone instead of just reading content or watching a video or whatnot. For us, it's, it's crazy. Like a long time ago, we used to only do content marketing without any sort of like proactive outreach. And we booked a good amount of meetings. But as soon as we applied the setting principles where we're not just going to let someone engage, we're going to like for sure send them a direct message. We're going to for sure reach out to them. 
Like we pretty much forexed the amount of meetings that we booked without changing anything with our content. So draw exactly. us a picture, draw me a picture really quick and for the audience as well. And that is you made the example of someone that, you know, engaged with your Facebook page or someone that landed on your website and, you know, maybe checked out your product page or your demo page, but didn't book something. Where does the appointment setter come in and how do they then convert that into a dialogue, which converts that into a, into an appointment? That's a super excellent question. And you know how like a lot of people on podcasts just say, oh, that's a great question when it's not a great question. No, that was actually a great question. <laughs> that was a legitimately good question. It kind of depends first and foremost, what channel you're utilizing for your content. Let's just say for argument's sake, you're doing it on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever. And then you share content and someone comments on that piece of content. What a setter should do, they should have access to your social media accounts and they should respond back to that person in the replies and be like, hey, really, really glad that you enjoyed that. Maybe they'll even have a conversation with the prospect directly in that thread publicly. I mean, if the conversation is interesting back and forth, you might even capture additional people. But what's really critical is that the setter actually goes and just reaches out to the prospect directly in the direct messages. On social media, it would be direct messages, right? And then you would have a behind the scenes conversation where the setter could essentially do discovery. They can ask, oh, so like, what's your situation? What type of problems are you going through? The nice thing about content is that person, they should already feel a little bit warm to you, assuming they've been following you or they engage with their content. So your setter has like more than enough right to just like ask a couple additional questions. And from there, assuming that prospect is a good fit, your setter can essentially just pitch the meeting right then and there in the DMs. And that's essentially- I like that example. Sorry to interrupt, but I like that example. Yeah. And here's why. Because most business owners, small business owners, let's say you're a coach or a consultant, or you know, you're an info product guy, you're spending a lot of time and energy creating content that's going to go out on social because you know you need to continue to put yourself in front of your audience and you need to continue to provide value and you need to continue to, you know, to disseminate your message. But the problem is, is they create all that content, they do all that work. And then when people do engage with their with their content, it's like crickets. Nobody ever nobody ever responds back. And I think one of the things that I've noticed, and I think you'd agree, is that when somebody in your audience responds to you via social media, let's say they let's say they just they ask you a question in the thread, right? You're talking about X Y Z, and they ask you a clarifying question. If you don't respond to that in a timely manner, the chances of them ever engaging with you again have just dropped so low that you may never, ever hear from that person again, even if you do outreach to them, right? Because they wanted your attention. They needed an answer. They took the time to actually write a thoughtful question into the thread and you didn't respond. Because the problem is, is that you know entrepreneurs are all going 90 miles an hour in 20 different directions and engaging with comments on LinkedIn or on Facebook is not their number one priority, right? Because it's, it seems like it's a bit of a long road where in reality it should be. And that's where kind of this appointment setter can step in. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like people think that it's just beneath them. Like, oh, I'm going to reply to this person. It's like, okay, on the micro level, you can recognize why that might be helpful, but you're for sure not going to do it for 500 different people every single day. That's insane. Right. And it is insane. Like, obviously you shouldn't be doing that, but like people need to understand that we don't make content just for the sake of making content. We don't make content just for the sake of getting some vanity engagement. Like we make content because we ultimately want it to move the revenue needle for us. And 
how is it going to move the revenue needle for our high ticket business if it doesn't book a sale call? Like it, it doesn't. The only way that it moves the needle is if it does generate sales calls for us. So the analogy that I'd use is like, you can buy all the ingredients to a cake. You can even take all those ingredients and mix it up in your pan and put it in the thing that you bake your cake in. But if you don't put it in the oven, you don't have a cake. You have 0% of a cake, even if 90% of the prep has been done. You can do all the work in terms of content marketing and everything, but 0% of revenue has been earned until that person books a meeting and buys your stuff. So how do you bridge that gap? Is you actually have your setting team bridge that gap. You, you don't allow your content to just be consumed. You make sure that the people who consume your content are engaging and ultimately are booking a phone call. That's actually how we make content profitable. Like it isn't just meant to be something that's read. Yeah. Right? No, I like that. I, I think that's important because I think you have a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs who think that just because they put content out there, they're going to start getting demo requests or meeting requests or appointments inbound just because they created the content. When in reality, they may get a little bit of that, right? And that does happen, right? Especially for people who've been following you for a while. But there's a whole lot, there's a lot more meat on the bone with those people that do engage, like, comment, share your content, if you actually just give them a little bit of love. And that appointment setter is going to give them a little bit of love. And then that is going to significantly increase the conversion of those people. I mean, I, I love, it's a very simple, simple concept. And sometimes yeah. the best concepts are simple, right? So I love that example. You know, take one minute, if you would, and talk about the paid side. I mean, we're a little short on time, but talk for a minute about the paid side, because this is where people will probably get it because they see, okay, well, I'm paying X amount per lead or I'm paying X amount per click and I need to get a better ROI. I think these people will have a tendency to listen a little bit more. So give us an example there. Yeah, for sure. It's actually super similar to the inbound organic stuff with a couple different functional differences, but philosophically, it's almost the same. And yeah, like pay traffic is harder now than ever before. Like you have Apple making all these changes, making tracking harder. There's more competition across the board on major app platforms. It's hard. And expensive. And why, yeah, it's getting expensive. And the reason why is because like we're still expecting all the people who opt into our pay traffic to do all the work themselves, right? Someone opts into our ad, then they see like a webinar or they watch like where they read some ebook thing. And then maybe we retarget them a bit with more ads or an email campaign. But ultimately, like they need to book the meeting themselves. The burden is on their shoulder. And we had just talked about how organic inbound content is most likely not going to actually make people book themselves because it's just too much work. Like there's no difference in terms of paid content. It's just that paid content is paid right? If anything, it's more dangerous because it's paid. So we just use the same principles. Why don't we just not wait for them to do all the work? Why don't we just kind of go directly to the source? If they've opted in, if they've already seen a webinar, if we know that they're reading our email list, but they haven't booked yet, they're probably a good fit. They're just lazy. So have your setter call them. That's what we do. We have our setter call them on the phone. If we aren't collecting phone numbers, it's not very hard to just make that part of your forms in your opt-in page. And before anyone says, oh, like this is going to dramatically lower my opt-in rate. First of all, it won't because like most of the time you can just auto-fill the form. But second of all, whatever you're gaining by just being able to call everyone makes up for whatever it is that you're losing in the initial opt-in rate. Because like you can more or less like add an extra 30 to 50% of meetings booked just by calling the people because so many of them are just trained to never 
book the meeting, even if they read all the content, you know? So another way is like, if you have a Facebook group or you have like some sort of community on social media, as part of your paid funnel, you can have them follow you. And that way you can just like DM them on that social media platform. But that's obviously like an extra step in your funnel. So if you don't actually uh, have that as a part of your funnel already, the way that some people, for instance, might have like a Facebook group as their natural part of their funnel, adding like the phone call step is probably the easiest thing. And for me, this is like the benefit of the appointment setter team is that it really doesn't force you to change your funnel very much, right? Whether you're doing organic outreach or you're doing like more organic content inbound marketing, or you're doing paid funnels, the reality is adding an appointment setter team doesn't inherently change the funnel that you're building. Like you're still doing outbound or you're still creating the same content or you're still running the same paid traffic with the same BSL, the same webinar with the same retargeting, with the same email campaigns. Nothing's really changing. It's just that you're adding like an element that will take what you're doing already, which is going well, but make it like two to three times either more time efficient or more optimized, right? We're not adding new funnels. We're not adding new channels. We're not adding anything like crazy. It's just modifying what you already have to make it work better. And when you can actually build an appointment setting team, which is super low cost because you understand where to source, which is super, super low turnover and a high success rate because you understand how to train and manage these people, then eventually it's just like fully an autopilot because these people don't need supervision. They just kind of like operate on their own, booking meetings in the background, oftentimes for commission so that it's, it's mostly a variable cost. So like for us, we get a 30 to one return on our appointment setters. To us, it's like without them, we'd be making probably a 20% of what we were making. Without them, we would probably see 20% of the same ROI that we're getting from content as we do now, just because we're not really milking the pool of leads that we're generating. For sure, our paid traffic isn't going to be profitable without our setters or not nearly enough that we could like justify them to spend, right? So like appointment setters for us is, is the biggest reason why our business succeeds. Love it. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I think we gave a few scenarios and I think we've at least got some people curious about this concept of how to extract more from their existing funnels and their sales process by using appointment setters. I'm convinced. So why don't we do this? A couple last questions before we wrap up. We're a little short on time. So let me ask you this. What's your favorite software, SaaS app, something you use on a regular business to grow your business, right? Some some technology that's in your stack that you use that you couldn't live without. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, I, if, I li- if I limited you to one, yeah, you're not going to offend anybody. What would be the one? All right. I, I'm going to have to make this channel agnostic because if I say like a LinkedIn tool, it only matters for people who are on LinkedIn. So I will say the tool that kind of can help anyone is a tool called Text Expander. It's like $5 a month. I love it. Um, super cheap. It's my but favorite. Essentially what it does is it's like just copy and paste on total steroids yeah. where you can essentially have like 20 or 30 or 50 like snippets saved. And instead of needing to type it out every single time, you just like stick that snippet to a hotkey. And these snippets can be like full up paragraphs. So regardless of where my setter is prospecting, email, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, like they're able to just use hotkeys to manage the majority of their conversations instead of needing to actually type out their conversations. So it improves their efficiency like tenfold. And it's the only way that a single setter can be managing the ridiculous volume of conversations that they have every single day. If they were actually typing everything out, there's no way. Even using copy and paste, 
no way. Like you need to have like cool like text expander where you can just hotkey everything. It's almost like playing StarCraft. Yeah. I don't know. As a- yeah. Listen, StarCraft. I'm sold. I'm not a setter. I'm not an SDR, but I use text expander every day for all kinds of routine responses to whatever podcast requests, customer service issues, email responses. I text expand everything. So I'm a huge, huge fan. So I think that's a great tool. And that might be the first time it's ever been ever been mentioned on the on the podcast, which is kind of unusual. What would be one book, maybe something that's helped you along your journey or you think might help the audience on theirs? My favorite sales book of all time is Challenger Sales. Because I believe in the idea of teaching. I believe in the, uh, the idea of breaking misconceptions. I think actually showing someone that there is a better way of doing something than what they were already doing and like changing their paradigm of how they see the world is one of the most effective ways to sell. And the beautiful thing is like the least, it's the least salesy way of selling because it's more like teaching. It's the first sales book that I ever read. And thankfully it was like the best sales book that I've ever read. It stuck with me. I read it when I was 21 and it's never, it's the same answer to this question every single time. I've been asked this question a lot and I always have the same answer. It's challenger sales. Love it. All right. Well, listen, Lloyd, appreciate you being here. Let everybody know how they can reach out to you, learn more about what you got going on with this, you know, the, the setting machine, the setter machine, this process that you have, and then uh, we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a couple of different resources. First of all, just go to my website, settermachine.com. And from there, you can watch an extra video that goes deeper into the weeds. And if you think that it makes sense, if you want to install a setter machine and you don't really know how, then you can actually just talk to myself and my team. And we'll literally just share with you exactly where you can source your setters and how you can actually get them into your business, fully functional, kicking ass. And we also do have a Facebook group internally where we have around 5,000 entrepreneurs and we're constantly sharing additional free content there. So regardless of which option you want, they're there for you. I'll provide you both in the show notes, but the settermachine.com is like very easy. Anyone can just type that in. I'll provide you a specific link to my Facebook group in the show notes so that it's a bit easier for people to access. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Well, listen, truly appreciate you being here. Congrats on all your success. Maybe next time we speak, you'll probably be in another country by then. And uh, uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.